Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Using current events and biblical prophecy, Pastor J.D. lays out his case for why he believes Jesus' second coming is on the horizon. In his message today, he explains the sequence of events that have been set in motion that would need to cease in order for him to stop preaching end times. Run to Jesus and be saved. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 16, 2021. You know what the difference between these two servants was? The faithful servant was found faithful when his master returned because he lived his life believing that his master could return at any time. Conversely, the evil servant, by contrast, did not live his life in such a way because he did not believe that his master was going to come as soon as he did. So he's got plenty time. Party on. Eat, drink, be merry, no worry, no hurry. And then when the master returns, he is completely caught off guard, totally not expecting his master to return as soon as he did. I'm going to get right to the point. Some of you are saying to yourself, thank you, Pastor. It's about time. Just get to the point here. Some of you are probably asking, do you even have a point? I absolutely have a point, yes. So for over a year now, I have basically been saying the same thing over and over again, week in and week out. And what I've been saying for over a year now, week in and week out, is this is how it ends. This is the end. And there are two reasons that I have been so bold in this regard. And the first is because of the detailed prophecies found in the Bible. Again, I have to, in the interest of time, paint this prophetic canvas with a broad brush, starting with 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3. This prophecy, very detailed, tells us the tribulation cannot begin, nor the Antichrist be revealed, 
until the church of Jesus Christ is raptured. 2 Thessalonians 2.3. Isaiah 17.1, where we find a prophecy, I believe another dual prophecy concerning Damascus, Syria. And in verse 1 of Isaiah 17, we are told that Damascus, Syria will be completely destroyed, so much so that it becomes an uninhabitable heap of rubble. The city is uninhabitable and tax a heavy toll on Israel when it happens, especially northern Israel there in the Golan. Well, Ezekiel 38, we talk about this often. It tells us that an alliance led by Russia, Iran, and Turkey will invade Israel from Syria, which is why many believe, present company included, that it will happen in concert with, even simultaneously with, the Isaiah 17.1 prophecy. When Damascus is destroyed, then they invade Israel. Now, many believe that this is after the rapture. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. But there's a very interesting detail, again, one for which we've talked about often, and it's found in verse 13 of Ezekiel 38, because it says by their ancient name that the modern day country of Saudi Arabia and the area around Saudi Arabia, namely the Gulf states, all of whom have signed the Abraham Accords and now have a good foreign relationship and economic relationship with Israel. When this invasion takes place, according to Ezekiel 38, they will only protest. And that's why. Daniel 9.27. Another very detailed prophecy. It tells us that the Antichrist will confirm a seven-year peace covenant and then commit an abomination that causes desolation at the three and a half year mark, and he'll do so in the newly rebuilt Jewish temple. Second Thessalonians 2.4 tells us that when the Antichrist does this, he will exalt himself in the rebuilt temple, showing himself that he is God, and will demand to be worshipped. And it will be at this point that the Jews will realize that he is not their Messiah. And they will flee, as Jesus prophesied and said to them, recorded in Matthew 24, to this place that God has prepared for them for the last three and a half years of the seven year tribulation, where he will protect them and preserve them from the Antichrist who will seek to destroy them. 
That's in Matthew 24. It's also in Revelation chapter 12. Revelation 13, verses 16 through 18. Again, a prophecy, especially now with everything that's happening, very familiar to most, if not all of you. It's a prophecy that tells us that he will make everyone take this mark, and it will have to be a sophisticated technology, biometric technology, that many believe, again present company included, that it will be a pharmaceutical, i.e. a vaccine, that will track and trace and identify everyone everywhere. So when you leave the house, they know. You want to go to the store? You want to buy? <laughs> well, we have to make sure that when you're scanned, that you have a high enough social credit score in order to do so. And if you don't, you can't. This is exactly why what's happening is happening. And it's also why what's happening now is happening now. This brings me to the second reason that I'm unwavering in my boldness, that this is both how it ends and when it ends. Simply put, and I want you to think this through with me, there is no plausible scenario in which everything works out and goes away, and the world just goes back to business as usual on a global scale. If you'll kindly allow me to, I'd like to explain how I get there. And again, I'm going to paint this with a broad brush. More specifically, this scenario of what would it look like if you're wrong, Pastor J.D., and this is not the end, and this is not the way it ends, and this is not when it ends. Okay. First, the escalation in the Middle East, specifically against Israel, would come to an abrupt stop. We're not talking ceasefire. How many ceasefires? They mean nothing. That's not what I'm talking about. You would have to witness, eyewitness, firsthand, a complete and abrupt stop to the escalation in the Middle East, so much so that everyone would just go back home and have some hummus. <laughs> I had to lighten it up a little bit. Second, there would be no continued efforts to bring about a peace agreement, which has already been set in motion, which means that everything goes back to the status quo. 
Third, all plans for the rebuilding of the Jewish temple, again, already in motion, the wheels already in motion, it would have to be shelved, and the Jews would just go back to the way it's been. Fourth, the vaccine will stop killing people. It's killing people. And it will start saving people from a virus so deadly you have to be tested to even know if you have it. That would have to happen. Fifth, all restrictions would have to be lifted. Masks, throw them away. Social distancing, no longer required. Vaccines, no worries. Forget the vaccine. How about living in fear of everyone around me? Oh, you don't have to live in fear anymore. Everything's okay now. How are we doing on the absurdity factor here? Also, Biden would need to delete this May 13th tweet in which he says, quote, the rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. Really? Wait a minute. Let me see if I got this straight here. So, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm asking you to bear with me, and you're doing good <laughs> so far. So now, if I wear a mask, that means I haven't been vaccinated. So in other words, and again, I've been talking about this for the better part of a year, that initially the mask will be seen as compliance. But the time is coming when the mask will no longer be seen as compliance, it will be seen as defiance. Let's just take it a step further, if you don't mind. So we're going to go to the store, or we're going to go out to dinner. We're not going to get vaccinated. So we show up at the restaurant, we give them our name, and they're looking at us, and they're like, okay, where's your verification of vaccination? Oh, I haven't been vaccinated. Okay, put your mask on. We'll call you when your table's ready. As they give you stink eye. So you're sitting there, everybody else that has been vaccinated waiting for their table, staring at you with your mask. You haven't been vaccinated. Am I right? Okay, now your table's ready. You're going you're gonna to go to your table. The people already seated enjoying their meal that have been vaccinated are watching you walk in with a mask. And you sit down next to them, 
they call for the server, excuse me, can we move to another table? So in our scenario, let's just say again, for purpose of discussion, that I am so wrong, I'm as wrong as the day is long. Oh, sometimes, and believe you me, and the Lord knows my heart, I almost want to be wrong, because that means we have more time to get more people to Jesus. But I don't think I'm wrong. But in this scenario, as absurd as it is, assuming I am wrong, all of this has to go away. No more pressure to be vaccinated. No more classification between those who have not been vaccinated and those who have been vaccinated. You know that mask that you continue to wear because you're a refusenik who refuses to be vaccinated, it can be likened unto the yellow star worn by the Jews. Am I There's more. Hang in there. Number six. The Great Reset, we've been talking about this. And with it, the fourth industrial revolution merging man with AI machine will have to be canceled until further notice. And seventh, the global economy rebounds, people go back to work, and no longer have to depend on government stimulus checks, many of which are actually more than what they were paid when they worked. Are we okay? All right. Number eight, lastly, schools reopen, churches reopen, businesses reopen, and everyone goes on to live happily ever after the end. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. <laughs> if you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. May I draw your attention to Luke's Gospel, the 12th chapter? I want to read verses 54 through 56. He, speaking of Jesus, said to the crowd, When you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain, and it does. And verse 55, when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Stop right there. To me, 
This is the question that every single one of us needs to be asking ourselves. Do we know how to interpret the signs of these times? I mean, I know that I... Yeah. Again, just bear with me, please. I've never fancied myself as being intelligent or smart or, you know, I jokingly say I'm not the sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer. That's not really hyperbole. That's actually true. I'm not proud of this. I barely graduated high school. I actually got suspended, almost expelled. I rebelled. My dad was a teacher. I was a teacher's kid. And because of my life before Christ, I did a lot of damage to my brain because of my lifestyle. And when I came to Christ, I had to get the living, or no, the Good News Bible. I think later it would become the Living Bible because it was a limited vocabulary. When I read the Bible the first time all the way through, I had to read the Good News Bible in its limited vocabulary. And I'm, again, I'm, this is not hyperbole, even that was a stretch for me with that limited vocabulary. That's how much damage I had done. Now, certainly, and praise the Lord, He has restored the years that the locusts have eaten. But to this day, and I don't want to talk just about myself, but I'm just using this as an example and an illustration. To this day, I still suffer the consequences of my life before Christ. Neurologically, physiologically, I'm dealing with issues that, because of that, I mean, surely I've I've been forgiven, I'm saved, but there are consequences, far-reaching consequences. And one of those consequences is I have a very difficult time academically. This is why I would never even consider, nothing wrong with this, going to college or furthering my education. When people ask me, they say, hey, what Bible college did you go to? I'm sorry, I just laugh like I am right now. Bible, I don't think I would have got accepted into a Bible college. I say that to share this, and again, this is not hyperbole. If I can understand it, you can understand it. Please, please, please never look at me and think of me as being, man, that dude's really on top of it. He really knows his stuff, (laughs) if you only knew. But it's what Paul wrote to the Corinthians, that he chooses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Why? So only he can take the credit for it, and receive the glory for it. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. 
He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.